Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is the meaning? What form of communication? Attention nerds. It speaks. It speaks! It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode number 1068. It is a Tuesday, the day we upload this episode. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello everybody! Hello everybody! Hello everybody! Hi! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. And welcome to this episode, a, a Tuesday and Kimmy. I think because it's a Tuesday, we will be doing a two for Tuesday kind of thing on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We'll be doing a two for Tuesday on the Riley and Kimmy show. All right. And that's coming up. But the question we have for you right now, Kimmy, are you ready? Are, are you all studied up? Are you ready for nerded pop culture geek trivia on this Tuesday? I think so. <laughs> We may or may not be asking you these questions uh, in line, in series, uh, linear. We may be just asking them all jumbled up, or we may throw one just out of uh, out of whack to mess things up. So you can't easily guess what the years are. It's all for fun. That's what we're doing with the Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Feel free to uh, shout out that answer to Kimmy. She might be able to get it from some uh, time vortex kind of thing going on, an anomaly that might just uh, give her the answer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, so if you, if you have that tablet in your hands or... Or smartphone, or laptop, or if you have a desktop, uh, feel free to yell at it right on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show with nerd and pop culture trivia. It works sometimes. It sometimes does. We'll see if it does on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Here we go. It's a Tuesday, November 29th. Here is your very first question, Kimmy. And it's sort of history-based, but it's also pop culture, and it's something that's very important to you. It was on this date, Kimmy, that that, that was, uh, well, it received a patent, that type of phone. What kind of phone is that, Kimmy? A dial phone? No. Um, It's got a rotary Rotary phone. Yeah, that's right. It's a rotary phone. Now, within 25 years, Kimmy, tell me when that patent was given for that rotary phone, which I guarantee a bulk of the people listening to the Riley and Kimmy show have no clue what this is. (laughs) All right. What what year within 25 years? 1900. What year? 1900. Give me, you got it. Uh, it. Within eight, you did. It was 1892 that that patent was issued for the rotary phone. All right. And I think for a period of time, though, it took a while for that to actually catch on. You know, they did have that eventually on the candlestick type phones. But, you know, for a bulk of the time or a large or long period of time they didn't have that. You know, you had mm. to you know, you got to watch Mayberry RFD there to mm-hmm. get your history because, you know, he picks up the phone and says, you know, to the to the operator to uh, give him whoever. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of that operator by uh 
just for fun if you can, from Mayberry RFD. Um, Mabel? No, it was Sarah. Remember, it was Sarah that he mm. would talk to. Sarah on the Andy Griffith Show. But we don't count that against you on today's Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. It was on this date, Kimmy, the first airplane flight over the South Pole was made. Can you give me the year within 25 years that that happened? 1940. Oh, you made it. Because it was 1929 that that happened by somebody by the name of Richard E. Bird. You should have heard about him in your history classes way up north when you were living in the North Pole, mm-hmm. you know, on the opposite side of the, the Earth. So on this date, 1961, the Mercury Atlas V spacecraft was launched, and that was launched by the U.S., and they had a chimp on it. I won't ask you the name of the chimp. It was Enos. He was on board, and the craft orbited the Earth twice before landing off of Puerto Rico. Okay. Unlike the Soviets who launched a dog that stayed in orbit and never came back. Mm. Yes, that's a lot of people don't realize that. That is kind of what happened. Moving over to music question for you, Kimmy. I think you will be able to get this one. Maybe. It's kind of tough, but you are the musicologist of the Riley and Kimmy show. So on this date, I'll give you the year 1963. The Beatles' fifth single was released. What is that fifth, number five, single that was released by the Beatles in 1963? It was first released in Britain, by the way. I want to hold your hand. Unbelievable. Really? How did you? <laughs> really? I could have asked that question, I think, to a thousand people and nobody. I was just thinking of their first singles and gave it a shot. You are the Riley and Kimmy Show musicologist. I, I, I guarantee I could, at, at an upcoming event at our table, I could ask a thousand people that question and wow. And you weren't even on planet Earth when that was released. And you know that. Can you believe that? Mm. I That kind of floors me there. Okay, Kimmy, pay attention here. This is kind of a tough one, maybe. Not so much so if you paid attention to certain movies. One of the movies being JFK. Do you remember that Oliver Stone film? Mm-hmm. Well, this was referred to in it many times. It's re- been referred to by other people who study a certain event in history. Uh, we have a certain friend of the Riley and Kimmy show who uh, has been on the talk or actually the circuit, the lecture circuit on the subject matter. And you've heard him talk about this. See if you can give me the answer. It was on this date, 1963, U.S. President Johnson names a commission to investigate the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The question is, tell me the name of that commission. People the would, Warren Commission? Oh, you are on a roll, Kimmy. Yes, it is the Warren Commission. I was going to say people have uh, you know, argued about that over many years. Some say it's accurate, others say... It is not, and it does feature prominently in the Oliver Stone movie, JFK. So on this date, Kimmy, music question. We're back to music for you, okay? Mm-hmm. It was on this date, Kimmy. Give me the name of this recording group. Tell me who it is. It was 1968. This song was released. Here is the song. You tell me the name of the group. Yes, Everyday People was released on this date in history. 1968 is the year. This was a song that was a staple to oldies stations for decades. Now, the question for Kimmy is, can she name the group that made this a big top 40 hit? Who is it, Kimmy? Sly and the Family Stone. Kimmy is on a roll. 
You got it right, Kimmy. Really? It is Sly and the Family Stone. 1968 hit everyday people. <laughs> Very good. It was on this date, Kimmy. 1969, Simon and Somebody. First uh, TV special, Songs of America, is aired. It's Simon and Somebody. Who's that somebody? Garfunkel. That's correct. Simon and Garfunkel. It was on this date, 1969. John Lennon was convicted of possession of cannabis and fined $360 in London. Now, somebody next to him who would become... Uh, uh, his wife uh, um, was not charged. Who is that? Yoko Ono. That's correct. Uh, she was arrested with Lennon on October 18th, but uh, was cleared of all charges. It was 1975. Bill Gates, Kimmy. Bill Gates does something in the world of computers. Trusting every aspect of our lives to a giant computer was the smartest thing we ever did. Okay. He decided to adopt a name for his company, a name that is known worldwide today and has been for a long period of time. Tell me the name of the company Bill Gates chose. Um, His name and it go together. Apple? No, not Apple. That is... That's Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs. He created... So it's blank. not Apple. He, it's... Play, he created that big blank. Windows no. is part of this. It's big company. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. You use it daily. <laughs> In one way or another. It's everywhere. Dell? No, give me the HP. Name, no, that is individual com- companies making computers. He, he, his company is manufacturing stuff like a uh, software and stuff for all those com- all those computers to run. You know it. It's the big one. It's it begins with an M. Macintosh. Oh, I know somebody right now. Is, yeah, this is fun because I know one of our tech nerds, and they're going Kimmy, 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 and I know other people right now are going, oh boy, okay, Kimmy. It's not a hard company. It's another kind of company. Microsoft. Yes, it is Microsoft. That was the name of the company that he chose in 1975. Nobody thinks poorly for you on that, okay? You're in. Mm-hmm. You're, truly, Kimmy, you are in the hot seat here, and and we all know that you know it's not that easy being in that hot seat, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't, right? No, it's not because we do not prep these in any way, do we? It's easy sitting in your car yelling out the answers. Yes, and and you, I mean, seriously, you you don't have any prep with this, correct? Right. So, and sometimes you're quite tired when you do it. You're a great trooper, and so we don't think poorly of you at all, okay? Okay. It was 1976. Jerry Lee Lewis shot his bass player, Norman Butch Owens, shot him twice in the chest while trying to hit a soda bottle. Lewis was not charged with trying to kill him. He was charged with shooting a firearm within the city limits. I okay. don't know how you kind of missed that one. Hmm. Unless he was holding the bottle. And, wow. Okay, it was on this date. Give me the year, Kimmy. The original four members of KISS performed their last show together until they had a, you know, a, a reuniting type of event, a tour, that is, a makeup tour it was called, in 1996. That's when they got back together. It was on this date, though. The original members, the original four members, this was their last show together. What year? 1981? Very close. 1979 that happened. I should have given you a buffer on that one. That, that was really wasn't fair. I apologize for that. 1979 marks the date that Paul Simon filed two lawsuits against his record label in an attempt to leave them. He wanted out. It was on this date, Kimmy. 
This is a Hollywood question and something you should know quite uh, quite well because the Riley and Kimmy show kind of kind of um, well touched this earlier this year in a way. It was 1981. This actress drowned in a boating accident in California at the age of 43. She was married to an actor at the time. Matter of fact, been married to him twice. Now, they married the first time on December 28, 1957, separated in June 1961, and divorced in April of 1962. The couple remarried in 1972. My question for you is, who is the actress that passed away on this date in 1981? Natalie Wood. That's correct. Natalie Wood. Now, can you tell me the name of her famous acting sister that we met recently? Lana. That's Lana right. Wood. That's right, Lana Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met, and you can catch that uh, video interview we have with Lana on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, also on other social media like uh, Facebook and also YouTube. We have that video with Lana on the uh, Riley and Kimmy Show links as well. And extra question, who was she married to twice? Kimmy, the actor she was married to twice. Um, Robert Wagner. That is... Correct, Kimmy. Robert Wagner. Now, by the way, the death date is, it's one of these that is either today or tomorrow. They're not exactly sure. She somehow ended up in the water on this date, but possibly died a few hours into the next day. It's it's an and or. They're mm-hmm. not exactly sure about that. So on this date, Kimmy, in the year 2004, <laughs> Godzilla received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, really? Yes. I, I almost did the, does you know, Godzilla have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or not? But I decided not to do that I to would you. have said no. Okay. Well, see, isn't it good I didn't ask hmm. you that one? There we go. I Moving. didn't know fictitious characters had stars. Godzilla is not fictitious. Oh, well, Jimmy, yeah. Godzilla's real. Silly me. Godzilla is real. What are you talking about? Godzilla's Never real. Mind. Rodan's real. Okay. Gamera. Is, they're real. Okay. They're all real. Don't you talk. Don't okay. talk that kind of goofy talk in this studio. All right. Sorry. Okay. Moving over to notable birthdays on this date. C.S. Lewis, born on this date in 1898, died at the age of 64 and real close to his birthday. November 22nd, 1963. He was a British novelist and poet as well. So if you can identify this actress, Kimmy, having a birthday, tell me how old she is. An American actress, film director, producer, and author. She has appeared in over 120 film and television roles. She received an Academy Award nomination for Wild at Heart in 1990 and Rambling Rose in 1991. She is the mother of actress Laura Dern with her ex-husband, actor Bruce Dern. Who is she? Um... She was in Wild at Heart and she had that really crazy lipstick scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of, and she was kind of, you know, um, she was kind of putting the moves on, uh, on somebody. Nicholas oh, Cage's character, remember name? that? What's her name? Yeah, what's her name? She has a very famous last name, but not connected to the the acting family that she has that last name with. Isn't it something like Blair? No. Blair? No. What's her name? I can't think of it. Diane Ladd. Ah. How old is Diane Ladd today? Um, 89. She is 81 today, Kimmy. Moving over to another notable having a birthday. Tell me how old this person is. Please identify who this musician is. And tell me the hit that he had. And actually, when you think about it, it was a big hit, by the way. 
an international hit in 1977, and I have no clue really how it made it in 1977, this okay. song. But since its release, he's had more than 30 albums. Well, actually, he's had more than 30 albums since 1960 before this release. 1977 is when this was a hit. Identify the recording artist. Tell me how old he is, and for bonus points, tell me the name of this. enough of that. Kimmy, can you identify who that birthday person is? Herb Albert. Wrong. Chuck Mangione. <laughs> oh, for a save there, that is beautiful. You did that. I mean, that that was good. I don't know how you pulled that name out of the hat there. That, that is fantastic. You got it right. How old is Chuck today? Within five. 65. He is 76 today. And bonus points, you don't have to know this one. Uh, we won't hold it against you if you don't. What was the name of that, what we just played? The big hit. Do you want to hear it again to maybe... No, 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 no. Oh, no, oh, no. oh, oh, oh okay. I don't know the name of it. Uh, it's called Feels So Good, and that was a hit. It was a. It was actually played on dance floors, too. Really? Yeah, it was, a, it was you know, it's kind of weird because it's a jazz pop disco kind of song. And I heard some waka waka in there. You do. There's some waka, as Kimmy refers to a certain time frame of 70s music. Uh, you hear that waka waka sound kind of going there. Uh, it is there, and I am surprised that it actually broke through and made it. There's a long version of it. If I remember right, it's over seven minutes long. Oh, that's okay. And But that was utilized at certain radio stations sometimes to have a little bit of extra time. For what? To run to the bathroom. Some people would use that. Oh. I never did. I would use it to run across the street to a certain burger place that was right across from the radio station. Mm. Because we had the very first, I'm not going to give a plug to it, but it was the very first, this burger chain, it's not really a burger chain, but this restaurant, it's very first one in, in the nation was right across the street from this radio it's station. It's a steak chain. <laughs> yeah, it was that. And was a it? shake chain. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of a way to put it. And I you know, was fortunate to be working right across from that and that was still in the rotation even though it was years old by the time i was there and i do like their holiday shakes that's really good kimmy give them a plug Jeez, good grief okay yes uh, you re you know you know what you get the next one right we will make sure you get one of those holiday shakes do they have them right now are they already mm -hmm. okay you will get one of the holiday shakes if you get this next question correct you'll go get me one I will go get you one. They're open 24 hours. I know that. I will go get you one. But you have to get it exactly right. Okay. The question. Are you ready for your clue? Mm-hmm. It is not Chuck Mangione, by the way. Anything based on him. Okay, here is your clue. This birthday person. This person born on this date in history, Kimmy. An American stand-up comedian, actor, writer. He had a recurring role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, appearing in Iron Man 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier. He made a successful stand-up performance on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson and became a frequent guest host on the show. He was in line. He was considered to be the replacement for Carson along with Joan Rivers or David Letterman or David Brenner. Who is that mystery birthday person who you did see in those Marvel movies... He played a corrupt politician. 
He's a comedian. Gary Shandling. That is correct, Kimmy. <laughs> White yeah. chocolate. And what year did he pass away? 2016. Okay, white chocolate it is. I thought I would get out of that one. All right. Oh, boy. White chocolate. Okay, white chocolate it is, Kimmy. <laughs> Way to go. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. See if you can identify this mystery birthday person and tell me how old this person is. He became a judge on NBC's America's Got Talent, replacing David Hasselhoff in the fifth season. He has a big-time fear of germs, does not want to shake people's hands unless he has gloves. He prefers to do a old fist bump. Can you identify who that mystery birthday person is? Howie Mandel. And how old is Mr. Howie Mandel today? Oh, 49. Howie Mandel would love you. He is 61 today. Wow. Yes, I will not ask you about the next person having a birthday. I don't think you know who she is or not really strong name recognition. That's Kathy Moriarty. Do you know her, the actress? Oh, uh, she was in Raging Bull. Yeah, and she was also in the movie Casper. Do you remember? Hmm. Uh, how old is she within 10? 67. She is 56. You almost got it, but kind of missed it. So mm. there goes that chocolate shake. Sorry about that. All Wait right. a minute. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah, did you know that was on the line right there? No. Well, it was. You, you didn't know that? Okay, I'll still get it. It, it. it was a strawberry shake, right? No. Oh, coconut? White chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I, I'm right there. I'm with you. Okay, Kimmy, this person having a birthday today, that's Kim Delaney, actress, age 55, known for her starring role as Detective Diane Russell on the television series NYPD Blues. This person having a birthday. He's in the Marvel world too, Kimmy. See if you can identify who he is and tell me how old he is. He plays the superhero Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. That's uh, also War Machine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and has appeared in Iron Man 2 in 2010, Iron Man 3 in 2013, Avengers Age of Ultron 2015, and Captain America Civil War 2016. Who is he? Mm, I can't do it. Don Cheadle having a birthday today. How old is he within five? 48. He is 52 today, Kimmy. You're on a roll. Jonathan Knight, age 48, American singer. He's part of the boy band New Kids on the Block. Kimmy, he's the oldest member of the band and the first to call it quits when uh, right before they decided to break up. Okay. Do you know what year, within five, that the band decided to officially split up? That is New Kids on the Block. Within five. When did they say we're out of here? 85. 1994 is when they called it quits. Oh. All right, moving over to another part of the almanac. I see dead people. Jimmy was on this date in history. Uh, he passed away. That is Cary Grant, English-American actor, born in 1904, died in 1986 at the age of 82. Other actor passing away on this date in history, Ralph Bellamy, born in 1904, died at the age of 87, November 29th, 1991. He, he was in a lot of films. Matter of fact, a lot of stage work. 62 years on stage, screen, and television. He's in the horror classic The Wolfman, 1941. He's kind of hunting down the Wolfman in a way. Not, he's, he's the doctor who's kind of dealing with... He's, he's not, not the doctor, but he's trying, to, he's trying to find him. You know, He's in that. It's 1941 with Lon Chaney Jr. He's also known for his role, probably with more people listening to this, uh, this show. They know him as Randolph Duke. In uh, Trading Places in 1983. Remember that? Mm -hmm. When he played opposite of Don Amici. Mm -hmm. And his last role was in Pretty Woman 
in 1990. Okay. So that wraps up the list. Do you still want that chocolate shake thing going? Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps up the that wraps up the almanac here on the Riley and Kibbe show, and we're gonna do a two for Tuesday thing in honor of somebody from the almanac. Radio That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. We love the golden age of radio. When we have an opportunity to go back in time, we take that opportunity to expose a new audience, a new generation to the golden age of radio. And since it's Cary Grant's death date in honor of Cary Grant, he did a ton of the golden age of radio too, Kimmy. I mean, not just films. It's kind of surprising too. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And that kind of gives you a clue that he really loved acting. He wasn't just, you know, a personality, a pretty face in front of the camera. He really loved it. Did a ton of Golden Age of Radio. And we have two excellent examples of the theater of the mind. First one's from 1943. It's called The Black Curtain. This will be kind of a uh, suspenseful episode. And then another one, very similar. Not, I mean, you know, suspenseful type, if you will. Didn't mean the same story. Called Black Path of Fear from 1946. Here's Cary Grant on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It began, or rather life began again for me, I guess you'd say, that day on that street. My head was pounding terribly. I could hear all the noise and the people milling around. Everything was a jumble at first. All right, all right, gangway, let the doc through. Oh, let I see it happen, Mr. Policeman. He was running, and boy, he really gave himself a clunk on the beam. Get back there now. Oh, oh, my head. All right, all right, take it easy, take it easy. His wallet fell out of his pocket, and a big boy grabbed it and ran away. Back, he everybody, back. Give the doctor room. No, no, I'm okay. I... Never mind, doc, I'm okay. Uh, mm-hmm. There seems to be nothing much the matter with you, sir. No, I'm all right. I guess I can talk to him now, Doc. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, officer. Just a bad bump on the head, I think. Yeah, you're all right. You're all right. You can walk now, can't you? Sure, sure. Here, here. Let me brush you off. Oh, thanks. I'll be fine. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. What am I doing with an overcoat on? All right, now, mister. Just so they got it on the blotter. What's your name and where do you live? Uh, Townsend. Frank Townsend, 820 Rutherford Street. Here, have a cigarette. You're still shaking. Oh, no, thanks. I don't smoke. Okay. Well, I'll be getting back. Stop in at the receiving hospital if you want us to check you out. Yes, I will. Hey, here's your hat, mister. I found it. Thanks, kid. That's all now. Come on, move along, move along. This guy's all right. Oh, thanks, son. Thanks. Hey, sorry about the fellow that got your wallet. Anyway, here's your cigar case, Mr. Townsend. Oh. I found it right alongside of you. But <laughs> I don't own a case. No, besides, look at the initials. DN. I don't know. Same initials in the hat. See? DN. Yes, but this isn't my hat. Don't you even know your own hat, mister? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. Where is this? What? Well, this street. You're on Tillery Street. Tillery Street? What am I doing on Tillery Street? <laughs> He's lost. <laughs> All right, now, sir. Uh, look, uh, my suggestion is that you go on home and go lie down. It's cold. Starting to snow again. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't leave me. Tell me, what... What happened? Well, you slipped on this icy sidewalk. Fell down, hit your head good and hard in the curb. You're up about 20 minutes. Wait. Wait. Ice on the sidewalk? Look at it. That street cleaning department ought to clear away that snow, too. But, but snow and ice? Sure. Why? Snow in July? July? It's December. December 1944. 
1944. Uh, you better get on home, son. Good night. 1944? <laughs> December 1944? The last I remember was July 1941. Three years just gone. Amnesia. A black curtain comes down over your mind out of nowhere. That black curtain had been over my eyes for three years. Where had I been? Who had I been? I hadn't been Frank Townsend. I'd been someone else. D.N. Someone whose initials were D.N. I walked along Tillery Street thinking about it. Those three years. What? Well, I could have been married. I could have been a thief. I could... Something made me turn around on the street for a moment. And that was when I first saw him. Gray eyes. He'd been talking to the cop who took my name. He looked up as I did. And then he started to walk rapidly in my direction. I backed away instinctively. Something about him spelled trouble. He called. Hey! Came hey, you! Stop! Stop, Townsend! Stop! Townsend! Instinctively, I knew I should run. Get away from hey, him. Hey, you! I looked back as I ran to the corner. He had a gun in his hand. He raised it. Then I turned and ran for my life. <laughs> What lay behind that black curtain which separated Townsend from his past? Roma Wines are presenting Hollywood's distinguished Cary Grant as star of tonight's tale of Suspense. Haven't you often realized that many of life's finest enjoyments are simple and moderate rather than the opposite? I give you the words of a high and well-loved authority, Miss Elsa Maxwell, international expert on smart entertaining and gracious living. Good hospitality is always simple, genuine, and moderate. That is why I often suggest enjoyment of delicious Roma Sauterne when you have friends in to dinner or with your everyday meals. Serve this delicate golden Sauterne, well-chilled with any food in any glasses you have. Special wine glasses are pretty, but not very important. Now, what can I add to such charming good sense as that? Maybe just this. Roma Sauterne and all Roma wines are the best that California's magnificent sun-ripened grapes can provide. In glorious color, fragrance, and flavor. Protected for you by the ancient wine skill of Roma's famed wineries. That's why Roma wines and Roma quality do not vary, never fall short, but are always enjoyable. Unchanging high quality gives tremendous popularity to Roma wines and makes low cost possible. Only pennies a glass. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wines. R-O-M-A. Roma wines. And now it is with pleasure that we bring back to our soundstage Mr. Cary Grant and the Black Curtain, a story well calculated to keep you in suspense. Why was that man following me with a gun? What did Gray Eyes want with me? I must have done something. I had to get away, someplace to be safe and think. I beat it down into the subway and hid. For two hours I stayed down there. I thought it all out carefully during those two hours. I knew I was on the spot for something. 
Gray eyes meant business. What could it be? Who had I been during those last three years with that black curtain in front of them? Well, maybe I'd been a gangster, and he was one of a mob that wanted to rub me out. I didn't know. No identification, my wallet stolen, nothing in my pockets that would help. Just D.N. in the hat, and D.N. on the cigar case. D.N. My head was aching with worry, my stomach had panic in it. I had to find out who I'd been, what I'd done. But how? Where? Tillery Street. That's where I'd been when I woke up. Tillery Street. Well, maybe Gray Eyes would go back there, too, looking for me. But I had to take that chance. Tillery Street. Good evening, Pop. Hello. Oh, hello there. Oh, oh, you know me. Sure. Couldn't see under that hat at first. What can I do for you? Well, uh, have you got an evening paper I could look at? No, sorry. Never read them. Too much trouble in the world these days, anyhow. Say, uh, how you been? You haven't been around two or three weeks. Oh, no? Well, <laughs> I, I've been busy. Oh, look, Pop. Yeah? I, I made a bet with a friend of mine that uh, even though you see so many customers... You'd walk right up and give me my full name. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't know it. I don't think I ever heard your name. Oh. Uh, but I know your girl. Yeah. My girl? Uh-huh. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Well, now, now maybe I can still win my bet. Why, of course. Ruth lives right across the street at Tillery Apartments. Oh, well, that's right. Ruth. Ah, ah, but now, what apartment? Apartment 3C, of course. 3C. Don't I take the sandwiches up there every night? 3C. Yeah. Yes, well, thanks. Will you win your bet, mister? Huh? Oh, yes, I think I will. Uh, what is your name so as I'll know it next time? I'll tell you tomorrow. I hope. So long. So long, Pop. I'll be see... What's the matter? Drop something? No, nothing. Nothing. Just tying my shoe. I'd just been going to walk out when I saw him. Standing across the street. Gray eyes again. I ducked down behind the store window and watched him. He looked over in my direction, and then up and down the street. And then he lit a cigarette and strolled down to the corner. The minute he disappeared, I yanked the door open, dashed out, and ran across the Tillery Apartments and went in. Who is it? Uh, Ruth? Yes? It's me. Why did you come here? He's been around twice today. He may be in the neighborhood right now, for all you know. Yes, who? Who? Well, Slattery, of course. Slattery. Oh. Has he got gray eyes? What? Yeah. Did you ever see a detective that didn't? No. Oh, sure, sure. Danny, what's the matter with you? Detective. You're acting so strangely. Well, I... I just want to look at you. You seem so different. So far away. You haven't kissed me. Well, that's easily fixed. Oh, darling, where have you been for three weeks? Oh, all around. Miss me? Oh, you know I did. Danny, Danny, do you suppose... Do you think we could get away tonight? I've got $3,000 saved up. 
We could go to Mexico or South America and we could get married. Mr. and Mrs. Daniel Nearing, who tour the world. Daniel Nearing. Mr. and Mrs. Sounds plenty good to me. Yeah. Oh, you'll never know how good. And we'll get out of here tonight. I'll call up and tell them I'm quitting my job. I I'll say I'm sick. All my stuff's here. Nothing's out there but a couple of uniforms. <laughs> I'll make Ada and Franklin a present of those. Ada and Franklin? Oh, don't you bother your head about those two. They weren't glad when it happened. A couple of vultures. Bye to them. Oh, with you back, Tammy, with you back. Just think with my 3,000 we Well, do you think you, uh, you ought to quit your job? Well, absolutely, I think so. <laughs> I never was cut out to be a nurse anyway. No, you weren't. Um, any more than, uh, than I was... Any more uh, than you were meant to be a secretary. I, uh... That's right. <laughs> I never wanted to be a secretary. I just drifted into it, I guess. It kind of got on my nerves, especially toward the end. The, uh... The boss was no cinch to work for. Oh, he certainly wasn't. He was a rat. Oh, the whole Dietrich bunch are mean, uh -huh. rotten, whole family. Yeah, that's right. All except the old man. Oh, the old man. Yes. I sort of liked him, didn't I? Mm -hmm. He loves you too, Danny. I think he wished you'd been his son. Poor old man. He's the only reason I've stuck around out there this long. Uh -huh. How are things out there? Oh, they've been questioning all of us. They've laid off lately, though, since you... Oh, don't let's talk anymore about it. You're back. That's the main thing. I want to forget New Jericho and the whole... New Jericho, huh? Yes. Oh, Danny. Danny, if only it hadn't happened. What hadn't? You know what. Danny, what's going to become of you and me? I wish I knew. Danny, get away from that window. Leave that shade down. He's down there. Who? Gray eyes. He's standing in front of the hydrant. He's coming in here, in the building. Oh, did you see you? Look, Ruth, will you help me? What are you going to do? Give myself up. No, no! Well, it's better than getting shot at. What can they do to me? You crazy fool, they can send you to the chair. The chair? Well, what do you think happens to a man when he's guilty of murder? Murder? Ruth, listen to me. I'm not a murderer. But the whole world says I committed murder. I say I didn't. The me that's in me says I didn't. I never said you were, Danny. I always said you didn't do it. But they found the body and they... Oh, only you hadn't run away. Oh, so that's it. All right, Nearing. Open up. Oh, why did you come here, Danny? Why? Why? Ruth, quick. Come You've got to get out of here. How about the fire escape? Shaft. Dumbwaiter. Dumbwaiter. Oh, in here. Lock that kitchen door, quick. Now get in. I'll stand on top and work the ropes. I don't think you can hold us both. It's got to. Now, can you hear me? Yes, Danny. Danny, what do we do? We're going back there to New Jericho. New Jericho? Oh, no, Daddy, don't. No, please. For me, don't, don't. I've got to. I've got to find out. Oh. We're going together. No, no, Danny, no. I've got the money. We can get out of here. And now, we stop can... it. Oh, Daddy, my arm. Oh, you're hurting me. From here on in, we're sticking together. You're going to take me back there, Ruth. Back where it happened. All right, darling. Crazy, but I'll go wherever you go. I can't lose you again. On the train, Ruth and I said very little to each other. While I'd hidden the telephone booth at Pennsylvania Station, she'd bought us a couple of cheap overcoats. And I sat hunched up in mine, thinking. Thinking. 
Ruth had brought along the newspaper clippings. I looked at what they said for the 20th time, trying to see if there was anything there that would help me. Dietrich Slayer's sort, it said. Secretary wanted in brutal slaying at suburban estate. Police suppressing the search for Daniel Nearing, secretary in the employ of the late John Dietrich, 58, member of a well-known local family who was shot and killed in the drawing room of his new Jericho estate on the morning of November the 7th. Nearing disappeared November the 7th, on the morning of which date he is known to have had a bitter quarrel with the deceased. This last was attested to at the inquest by Ada and Franklin Dietrich, widow and brother of the murdered man. Well, I had all the facts now. <laughs> Wanted for murder. And yet everything that was in me told me that no matter who I'd been, however many memories I had lost, that I was no killer, and I just couldn't have... Jericho! Oh, I had to get into the Dietrich house and stand again in that room where it had all happened. Maybe something would come back to me. Maybe there would be oh, something. Jericho! Benny! Danny! Over here, Ruth. Dark, I couldn't see you. Huh? Aiden Franklin just left. Drove down to the village. Did they say anything about you being out here on your day off? Yeah, Ada made some crack. But I said I had nothing to do in town and came out to write some letters. Let's go, then. Oh, Danny, I'm scared. Please, let's not stay here. Now, you said you loved me. I do, Danny, I do. That's why I'm scared. They're only going to the village. They'll be back in half an hour at the most. Open the door, Ruth. Hurry. I've got to see the inside. That room. The place where it happened. No, it's wrong, Danny. I'm telling you, you're crazy. They'll find you. Open the door, Ruth. Quickly. All right. Now, let's have a look at that room. Please, Danny, don't. Don't talk about it, please. Ah. So this is where I'm supposed to have murdered John Dietrich? Danny, please. Where was it? Show me exactly where it was, Ruth. I've got to know. It was there. Right there. He was standing by the grandfather's clock when he... Are you going crazy, Danny? If they get you, you'll hang. By the clock. You still believe me, don't you, Ruth? I believe you, Danny, but I'm scared. I love you. Wait, Ruth. What's that? Listen. That's only the old man. He's asleep in that room off there. Don't go in there, Danny. Don't please. You'll wake him. I want to see him. No. Don't, Danny. No, he can't help you. You know he's paralyzed and he can't talk. Turn on the light. I want to see him. There, you walk him. It's me, Mr. Dietrich. Ruth. This is Danny. You remember Danny, don't you? Hello, Mr. Dietrich. See how his eyes are shining? Yes. Tell me, was he here when it happened? You know that, Danny. Why do you ask such funny questions? He's been in bed here for five years. Yes? Well, that mirror. On the wall here. That clock. Look! You can see the grandfather's clock in the other room. What are you getting at, Danny? Well, he could see it. The old man could see the murder through the mirror. Oh, if he only could talk. But he can't talk. You scare me, Danny. Don't... He saw the man who killed John Dietrich. Look. He understands what I'm saying. He's blinking his eyes. Oh, stop torturing him, Danny. Can't you see what you're doing to He's him? He's trying to say something. Look. His eyes are blinking. He's going to help me. Go outside and watch, Ruth. Go on. Well, I'll watch out of the entrance way. Be careful, Danny. They'll be back any minute. Leave me alone with I'll them. I'll call if I hear them coming. Look now. 
Mr. Dietrich, don't be afraid. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'd like you to answer me. Are you trying to tell me something about the murder? Now, blink your eyes. Blink twice if you are. That's it. Once, twice. That's good. Did you see it happen here in your mirror? Blink once if the answer is no. Twice if the answer is yes. Once, twice. You did, huh? You saw it. All right, Mr. Dietrich. Now then, is the murderer in this house... Denny, Denny, they're coming. Grandpa and Nader, get out of here and hide. Run, Denny, run! Is the murderer in this house? Blink once for no, twice for yes. Yes, in this house. Denny, Denny, they're coming! Wait, wait, I've almost got it. Mr. Dietrich, was it me? Once for no, twice for yes. Was it me? Get out of here, Danny, into the big room there, behind the curtains. I'll talk to them. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Dietrich. I'll be back. Ruth? Ruth? Is that you in Father's room? Yes, Mrs. Dietrich. Are you here alone? Why, yes. Why? We, uh, we thought we heard voices. What are you so jittery about, Ruth? I'm, I'm tired, that's all. May I go to bed now? Father's still awake, Ruth. Well, he'll go to sleep, all right. I I'm going upstairs, Mrs. Dietrich, now. Good night, Ruth. Good night. She's brought someone back here with her. It's him, I think. Who? Dan? Oh, Franklin. Take it easy, darling. Take it easy. If he's here, we'll get him. After the evidence we gave against him at the hearing. Oh, I'm scared. Let's get out of here fast. I'll go to the village for the no, police. No, no. Call the police. Here, I'll do it. Hello? Hello? It's too late. It's dead. The wires have been cut. Come on, we'll both drive to the village. But he may be waiting for us out by the car. Uh. What? Oh. What are you doing there, Franklin? I think I might just need my gun. Come on, let's be on our way. <laughs> The moment they left the house, I made for the old man's room. I called for Ruth, but she was gone. Maybe Franklin and Ada had caught her after she cut the telephone wire, but I couldn't wait. My life was hanging on minutes now. I shot the flashlight on the old man's face again. Now, Mr. Dietrich, you're helping me fine. You know I'm trying to save my life, don't you? Now, the murderer. Was it me? Was it me who did it? Me, Danny Nearing. Blink once for no. One... Once! You're sure? You're sure it wasn't me? Oh, you're smiling, Mr. Dietrich, smiling. Now, now it was somebody in this house. And who was it? Oh, can't you make a sound? Help me, you've got to. Was it Ada? Twice for yes, once for no. Once, not Ada. All right, then. Was it Franklin? Up with the hands, Gary, or you'll never go to trial. Franklin, wait a minute, you've got to listen. I've got to. flashlight. So you're trying to kill the old man too, eh? The murderer returns to the scene of his crime. You know I didn't kill him. Tell it to the police. They'll have him here in a couple of minutes. Where's your girlfriend, Ruth? She's not here. I don't know where she went. Never mind. They'll find her. <laughs> you're a dead duck, Neeling. You killed my brother and beat it. What did you ever get out of it? That's always puzzled me. You killed your brother. And now you're going to kill me. <laughs> You've gone nuts, too. Why should I kill my own brother, you idiot? To get his share of the estate. And his wife, Ada, among other things. But you can't stop with killing me. Someone else knows the truth. The old man saw it in the mirror. What? Yes. 
You'll have to kill your own father, The too. old man saw it. How do you know? He told me. You're lying. He can't talk. He can't even move. He can hear. And he can blink his eyes. Come over here. Look. Look here, you. Oh, oh Rose. I had to do it. I heard him. He was going to kill you. Here's the gun, Daddy. Take it. You'll be all right. Ruth, Ruth, you shouldn't have done that. In another minute. Why, well, I'm not sure it was Frank. Oh, Dad, darling, please, please, let's run for it. They'll be here in a second. It's your last chance. They'll all swear you did it. Not if I can be with the old man another half a minute. Mr. Dietrich. Mr. Dietrich, it's Danny again. No, Danny, don't, don't, don't. Tell me, Mr. Dietrich, was it Franklin? Did Franklin kill your son, John? Blink once if he did. Well, what's the matter, Mr. Dietrich? Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. Well, why are you afraid? Well, he's afraid, Ruth. Oh, it's this gun. Here, take the gun, Ruth. You take it. He's afraid. I'm not going to hurt you, Mr. Dietrich. <laughs> what's the matter? Why don't you answer me? Who killed John Dietrich? It wasn't me. It wasn't Ada. It wasn't Franklin. But someone in the house. Was it... Ruth? Ruth! You! I told you, I told you not to come. Oh, I love you, Danny. I wanted you. I wouldn't have let them get you. Oh, why? Why, Ruth? Why did you kill John Dietrich? He was always after me. He wouldn't leave me alone. I hated him. And then at night he came at me, threatened me, said he'd kill me. He couldn't have me. Nobody could. He had a gun, Danny, and I got it away from him. It... He hit the clock. He leaned against it. I thought he'd never fall down. Die. It was the day you ran away and I was crazy. They thought it was you and they started looking. You? Why was it you? I love you, Danny. I love you. I begged you not to come back here. Ruth, please, put down that gun. No. Stand back, Danny. Stay over there. I just want to look at you. I was hoping we could get away together. But you've been through enough, Danny. And all because of me. Now you're clear, Danny. And this is going to clear me. Darling. Ruth, dear. Ruth. <laughs> That's about all there is to tell. I've tried to put it all behind me. To resume my life where it left off three and a half years ago. <laughs> Sometimes when it gets toward evening, I go and walk along Tillery Street. And once in a while, somebody, somebody I don't know, will say, Hello, Danny. And I just say hello and walk on. I don't want to find out anything more. I want it all to die away and be still. And it will. All except Ruth. Because somewhere behind that black curtain, I was loved and loved someone. We must have known a love that I'll never know again. And so closes The Black Curtain, starring Cary Grant. Tonight's study in Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. This is Cary Grant. I've certainly enjoyed reappearing tonight on Suspense. It's a program I've always admired tremendously, and it's achieved a distinguished success during this past year. 
Two weeks from tonight, my friend, Robert Montgomery, will be your star in one of the really all-time great suspense plays, The Lodger. Next Thursday, there will be no performance of suspense because the time will be given over to a special Pearl Harbor Day program on behalf of the Six Warloan Drive. And that brings me to the seven most important words I could say to you at this time. Buy more war bonds and save them. Thank you, Mr. Grant. Two weeks from tonight, on December 14th, Mr. Robert Montgomery will be your star of... Suspense! It was our first day in Havana. We'd taken a hack, an open-horse-drawn carriage, and spent the afternoon driving around to see the sights. She was always crazy about Jade. So in Chinatown, we stopped in a little curiosity shop the driver steered us to. We bought a few gadgets there and started back toward the main part of the town. It was getting dark, and she snuck it up close to me there in the carriage. It's been a wonderful day, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I was scared at first. A couple of times I, I thought I saw him in the crowds there in Chinatown. I guess it was just my imagination. Oh, sure it was. He wasn't trying any rough stuff this far from his home base. He may be a little Caesar around his nightclubs back in Florida. But here in Cuba, he's just another alien that better not caught, get, get caught carrying a gun. He said he'd get me if I ever left him. Mm-hmm. No matter where I went. Nah, but he sent a radiogram wishing us luck. <laughs> That's what worries me. He didn't say which kind of luck. Alto, Bill. Alto. Now, what's this, driver? It's Sloppy George. Big attraction in the Havana. Of course. Sloppy Joe's. Want to go in, darling? Why not? We can only die once. So I paid the coachman. We went into Sloppy Joe's. The place was jammed to the sidewalk line and so noisy you couldn't hear yourself think. It was like a football scrimmage when you moved in. And like sardines in a can when you stood still. And then suddenly the crowd divided in front of us like the Red Sea. And a little photographer came through using an old-fashioned tripod for a battering ram. He set up his camera and pointed it in our direction. The senor and the lady would like a picture for to show their friends back in the estate. Oh, no, thanks. Oh, please, Scotty. We've never had a picture taken together. Together? With 40, 100 people jammed up against us on all sides? Well, instead, maybe you come to my studio, Calle Barrios. It's not far. Oh, uh, no. All right, go on. Shoot it here. Ah, uh, well, I make a force, please. Mascarino, mm-hmm. much love. Okay. Ah, right. bueno. What's the birdie? Hold it. <laughs> That is all. I have the picture. Here is my card. Patrick Campos. Hey. He'll just be ready tomorrow. Oh, come on. He's taking it now, darling. Well, come on, honey. Everybody's looking at it. Don't rush me, Scotty. Give me time. Hey, what is it? Why are you so limp? What's wrong? I knew we wouldn't make it. Well, what do we care? Part of the night better than none at all. He's... Stay with me a minute. It won't take long. Charlie, what happened? What happened? Scotty, that... That was the first picture we ever had taken together. Let me know how it turns out. Oh, Eve. Eve, darling. She's dead. She doesn't move anymore. Somebody do something. She's been knifed. Right here in my arms. Havana is a fast town for anything. Love, life, and death, too. 
A minute ago, I'd been half of a honeymoon couple getting their first picture snapped by a little Cuban photographer in Sloppy Joe's. Now I was alone with a corpse in an empty saloon. But that didn't go on for long either. There were cops there in half a minute, and finally a detective. This woman is dead. Yeah, I know. You were the man with her? I was the man with her. Mm. Your name? Hmm? Uh, Scott. Bill Scott. Mr. Scott, how long have you been in Havana? Uh, four hours. You quarrel with this girl here in this bar? Yeah. No, no. No, we were only in here long enough to have our picture taken. You were traveling together? That's right. Her name on her tourist card is Mrs. Edward Spinelli. Yeah. Where is Mr. Spinelli? Not where I'd like him to be, which is wrong. You are not being very cooperative, Mr. Scott. Okay, I'll tell you the whole story. She was a singer in a nightclub in Tampa, Florida. Spinelli owned the nightclub. He packed a gun, and so did the waiters in the joint. He gave her the choice between getting killed and marrying him. So she married him. And how did you meet her? I worked for Spinelli. I, I drove his car. You are not a chauffeur by profession. Are you Mr. Scott? No. I took the job to get her away from him. Is there anything wrong in that? Uh, the murder weapon. This knife. What do you know about it? What are you driving at? Is this your knife, Mr. Scott? No. No, but it's a pretty close match. I bought one just like it this afternoon in the curiosity shop. Wait a minute, I'll show you. I've got it in my pockets right now. We better go in this Wait a minute. Wait a second. Don't get so excited. Okay, it's in this pocket. Now, fish it out yourself if you want to. There is no knife here. But there's got to be. It was a knife with a jade handle. Like that one you've got there with a the monkey carved on it. But the monkey on the one I bought was holding his hands over his ears. There were three of them in the shop. You know the type. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I only know that you bought a knife this afternoon, that you no longer have the knife, and that a knife has been used to stab this woman. But it's not the same knife, I tell you. I can prove it. Give me a chance to prove it, will you? All right, Mr. Scott. I will give you a chance. So we went back to the shop where I bought the knife, back to Chinatown. Inspector Acosta, that was the Cuban detective's name, questioned the old duck who sold it to me. You remember this man buying something in here this afternoon, Viejo? Uh, yes. A uh, gentleman by knife, ornamental knife, a uh, uh, knife with a uh, jade handle. Well, describe the jade handle. Uh, jade handle have monkey. We know that. Describe the monkey. Uh, pretty sure... Monkey hiding eyes, uh, so what? Uh, see no evil. You're crazy. What's the matter with you? What are you trying to do to me? I bought the one holding its ears. You know that. Theo Chin, this man's life may depend on what you are saying. Are you absolutely sure? Uh, knives come by trees. First one is sold to this gentleman. Other still got. I can show you. Can't lie in your teeth. Listen, Acosta. So what if he shows you a set with that one missing? He's probably got a hundred sets in his storeroom. Only one set imported. Can show customs invoices. Uh, how did this man and the woman act when they came into the shop? Uh, really act a scare, very scare. Uh, the man, a Scott, to take out knife. He, uh, failed to see if sharp. He, uh, go over to ready with it. He do like this. Oh, uh, for joke, man. Sure, well, it was a joke. Lady, don't think it's joke. 
Oh, she turned really pale and acted scared. She say, uh, she say, go ahead. She say, she tired, waiting for to be stabbed with knife. Ah, uh-huh. well, Scott. Well, I, I think she did say something like that. She was afraid Spinelli was going to have her bumped off. Well, he did it. And this guy has been paid to frame me. Can't you see that? I am sorry, Mr. Scott. But I must place you under arrest for the murder of Mrs. Eva Spinelli. As we threaded our way back through Chinatown in the police car, I thought the whole thing over and came to a decision. The car was creeping along at a snail's pace through the crowded streets. I was in the middle, Acosta and the other dick on either side of me. The car fitted in the narrow lane like a cork in a bottle. If it came to a halt in front of the door of a building, then finally it did, just that. I bolted and they came after me, fast. The door I ducked into opened onto a pitch black hallway. I groped around until I found a flight of stairs and started climbing. Go ahead and shoot. They didn't start shooting right away. They had to spot me with their lights first. The rays from their pocket flashes kept stabbing past me like tracer bullets. The light could only shine in the straight light beam and I could go around the curve at the head of each flight. The third turn was the last. There was a square vent at the back of a passage and I could see the stars through it. There was a ladder of rusty, twisted chains with rotten wood cross pieces. I knew I'd never have time for it. And suddenly, the light hit me. But the bullet didn't. I ducked back in the shadows and turned the knob of the nearest door, tossing my head over the foot of the ladder to make it look as if I lost it while climbing. I backed through the door into a room. In the dark room, I stood very still and listened. They were separating to case the roofs along the block. Well, I was safe for a few minutes anyway. Try to figure out where I am. A room. A dark room. I strained my eyes into the blackness. Then... Something cool and metallic found the side of my neck. It was the business edge of a knife. Bueno. I... Uh, I, uh... No hablo espanol. No moverse. Now, take it easy, take it easy. I can't talk your language. Put that knife down, will you, miss? Take care, usted. Polizzi. Vestekensi. Understand? Comprone? Up there on the stairs. I don't know how to say it. Police here. They're after me. Cops. Cops? Why didn't you say so before? I hate cops. Oh, you do talk English. I ought to. I've been in enough of your jails to take out naturalization papers. Get over there. I'll, I'll do what I can for you. They're coming back. I'd better get out of here. Don't be a fool. There's 20 of them down in the street now. They sure must want you bad, Chico. Well, they say I killed my girl. They say wrong? They say very wrong. Another man took her away from you, eh? No, I took her away from another man. Aye, and any fool of a policeman knows you didn't kill her. You never kill what doesn't belong to you, only what does. <laughs> Tell them that. Uh-oh, here comes payday. Quickly, get into the cop there. Cover yourself up. But... Do as I tell you. Take off that shirt. Don't stop for buttons. Tear okay. it off. Now then, face the wall. Hey, what are you doing? Stay perfectly still and don't rub against the cover. No, don't move. No, I've seen a man. 
¿Quién es ese? Mi hombre. Veamos. Está muy enfermo. Viruela. ¿Viruela? Sí, viruela. Mire la cuarentena. ¡Es verdad! ¡Viruela! Vámonos. Sí, ten. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, señores. So, what was all that about? Hey, what are all these red spots on me? I put them there with lipstick. Oh, I told the cops you were my husband and I was smallpox. Oh, and they believed it? Why not? I showed them the quarantine sign on the door. Manolito, uh, that was my man. He died of smallpox in this room. Huh? Oh, don't be alarmed. It has all been disinfected. Oh. Well, uh, say thanks. Why did you go to bat for me like that anyway? Uh, different reason. Flowers on a grave, I guess. Flowers on a... What does that mean? It's hard to explain. It's my way of doing something for someone that isn't around anymore, I guess. It's the only way I have. I don't know any other way. You see... I know what it is to lose someone you love, too, just like you. Oh, Manolito? He got the smallpox in jail. He came back here to me to die. What does your name, Guapo? Bill Scott. Is Scott? No, Scott, with an S. It's too hard to say. I'll call you Guapo. <laughs> that means handsome. Well, thanks. Uh, what shall I call you? Uh, around this neighborhood, they call me Medianoche. Media... It means midnight. Try it that way. Okay. Midnight? They call me that because now I always hang around late by myself since he's gone. Well, midnight, I, uh, I don't know what to say to you except thanks. No, no, the flowers on a grave. Yeah. Well, I guess I better get going. What do you want to throw away all my hard work for? They spot you at the next corner. Well, I can't hang around here for the rest of the night. What's the matter with it here? Why, nothing, but... How do you figure on getting out of town, even if you do get out of here? I don't know. You don't know Havana, you don't know Cuba. You're on an island, water all around you. Yeah. You don't get away. Well, it looks like I stay in Havana. Oh, if I could only get hold of that photographer. Photographer? Yeah. There was a photographer in Sloppy Joe's. He was snapping a picture of us just when it happened. Ay, mira, you think maybe this picture is the man who killed your sweetheart, eh? Pretty sure of it. Sin guapo. What do you remember about this photographer? Well, he was just a typical cheap photographer for tourists. Hey, wait a minute. He said something about having a studio somewhere near Sloppy's. He gave me a card. Where is it? Calle Barrios? Yeah, that's it. Calle Barrios. You know that guy? Sailors go there with girls to get their pictures taken. His name is Pepe Campos. Oh, well, I gotta get that picture at midnight. I'll have to risk it. Well, one momento. I get you some other clothes. Here, I think these fit you. Manolito was one big sailor. Now, listen. I tell you how to get away from here. Over the Calle Barrios so maybe the police don't see you. Yeah. You go right down the mouth of the alley and you turn to the right. That's his hand here. Just a few steps from there. It was so dark I almost had to feel my way along the streets. And suddenly, out of nowhere, came a voice. There were two of them there, keeping the alley covered. I looked back the way I'd come. Someone was coming along slowly. I waited there, paralyzed.
is dull, my neighbor. Huh? Uh, what? Are you lonesome? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Look, you want to take a walk, sister? You say it. Fine. Right. Walk close to me like this. No, no, lean up closer. Get your face up under mine. Yeah, that's it. Give me a little more affection. That's it. Now walk down this way with me, just past the corner, huh? Uh, you said it, big boy. You said it. Where should we go, honey? You said it. That's good. Here's the turn. Goodbye, sister. Cheap skin! Cheap skin, Benyako! Cheap skin! I was afraid her yelling might attract the cops, so I took off down the street and then I ducked into an alley to catch my breath. I looked up. There was a sign on the shop. Campos Retrato C. Photographius. At first I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden I knew I was there. I opened the door and walked in. Senor? You, uh, you took a picture this evening of me and a lady in Sloppy Joe's. I want that picture. I do not record, senor. There was trouble right afterwards. A lot of noise. Oh, see, see. I remember. I am just developing the pictures I have taken today. Uh-huh. Come with me. This is my dark room. The most latest equipment. Istman Kodako. Yeah, yeah. Well, where's that picture? Uh, they are all in the bar. Un momento. Oh, uh, this is the one? No, no. No, no, that's not. No. How long are they going to... Oh. Hey, wait a minute. I think that's it. Ah, yeah, it's beginning, it's beginning to come through. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Oh, someone leans over the lady's shoulder, no? Yes. Let's have some more light on the subject. Hey. Is he someone you know, senor? Yes, it's someone I know. His name Never is... Never mind the name, Scotty. I'll introduce myself. Spinelli. Stand over against the wall. You know, I'm glad you found this picture, Scotty. I was kind of nervous about having a thing like this floating around. You can understand my feelings. You surprised me, Spinelli. I didn't think you'd be brave enough to stab a woman in the back without your gorillas around to protect you. Don't make me angry, Scotty. I'm in a bad mood. I didn't know you were smart like you are either, Spinelli. I apologize. That was a cute trick, hiring a cab driver to steer us to that shop in Chinatown. But what I still can't figure out is how you switched those knives. I didn't. I still have the knife you bought. I frisk it out of your pocket. Would you like to see it first? Pretty, ain't it? You know, we've always had an eye for Jade, and this is definitely the best of the three. I hate to spoil such a pretty knife, but the revolver, it makes too much noise. I think I'll use the knife on you, too. I like things uh, symmetrical, like Romeo and Juliet, ain't it? What's that? Don't move, Scotty. Bravo. Bravo, you in here? Ha-ha. <laughs> His sweetheart not dead an hour and already he has another. Midnight, get out of here quick. This man is a killer. I'm not afraid of you, big boy. Keep away from me. Don't try any funny business. Me, hombre, he was just like you. He talked very mean. But he don't hurt me, not one little bit. I don't only talk, big sister. Now, look. I got a job to do here. I'll talk to you when I've shut your boyfriend's trap for good. My boyfriend? <laughs> Are you kidding? Huh? Go ahead, finish him up. He take a powder on me. He stinks. Ha <laughs> ha. Ran out of her, eh? Why, Scotty, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> You're rich. You got many diamonds. I like you, mister. Stop mooching around. Midnight, I tell you, this guy's a killer. Now watch out. Ah, shut up. How about it, big boy? Huh? 
stick around. I can use talent like yours. Kiss me, big boy. Uh, later, later. Right now. I yell very loud, make big trouble. <laughs> You're pretty hot stuff, aren't you, huh? You don't know the half from it, big boy. Huh? Come here. Mm. No, no, you can't grab the gun. Why, you dirty little stupid. Shut up, Spinelli. I've got the gun now. Oh, Scotty. I was only throwing a scare into you. I would have knocked you off right away if that's what I meant to do, wouldn't I, I, huh? What's it worth to you to stay alive, Spinelli? A hundred thousand dollars, Scotty. In the bank, right here in Havana. Just, uh, just let me get over to the table there. Check the bearer. No strings. A hundred thousand. Well, a hundred and fifty thousand, Scotty. What do you want? I want Eve back again. Alive. Two hundred thousand. Chicago account thrown in two hundred and fifty thousand. That's that's a quarter of a million, Scotty. I want Eve. I want her back again. You can't bring the dead to life, Scotty. But you can be rich. Kill me and you get nothing but a murder rap. The picture don't show me sticking a knife in her. The knife don't mean nothing. Chin and the driver will never talk. You're, you're just fixing up a nice murder rap for yourself, Scotty. Stand over under the light. I don't want to miss. Scotty. No. Don't do it, Scotty. Scotty. You win. Scotty. That's the story. And so I've come to give myself up for the murder of Ed Spinelli. Well, Inspector, what are you going to do about it? About what? About what? About what I just told you, murder. I don't speak English so good. I often miss hearing things that I speak, especially when they are said too fast. I can say it slower. I just killed My a... English stinks today. I don't understand. You don't understand? I said... Please, would you mind not coming in here mumbling in this English of yours that I do not understand? Well, okay by me, if that's the way you feel about it. Oh, oh. Miss, uh, Mr. Scott, uh, this girl is Medea Noche. Media? Midnight? What about her? You know where she is? That girl, that woman, she has been raising ten in my jail all night, all day yesterday. Well, what's she charged with? Well, my foolish officers questioned her and did not know any better than to put some charge old in the book. Uh, Senor Scott, we have been stuck with her ever since. She, she, she is like a, a hurry hurricane. <laughs> I'll agree with you there. Uh, Senor Scott, if you haven't got enough to bail her out, I'll pay her out of my own pocket. Uh, anything to get her out. <laughs> Midnight, it's over. See, Guapo, it is over. Hey, you got any idea where we're headed for? Sloppy Joe's. Defeat of an Americano in Habana walk always in the direction of a Sloppy Joe's, no? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it already. Will it come in between midnight? No, Guapo. You go in alone. Why don't you just have one with me, please? No. Why not? 
There's uh, someone waiting for you in there. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know anybody in Havana, except you. Someone is waiting for you in there, Guapo. Flowers on the grave, no? Flowers on the grave. <laughs> in Sloppy Joe. <laughs> Love makes any place beautiful. Even the Sloppy Joe. Go on, Guapo. Buy her a drink at the bar and tell her how that picture you took turned together out. You promised you would, remember? How do you tell something to somebody that's dead? In your mind, Guapo, where she will always be. I'll try and tell her midnight. I'll tell her about you, too. Oh, no. She will be jealous. Not when I tell her. You don't know women, Guapo. Maybe not. Well... Adios, Guapo. Goodbye, Midnight. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.